Hello, friends. Nico here from the Geek Cast Live, and you are proudly listening to the Movie Podcast Network. Hey there, Cartoon Joe here. If you like what we do, head on over to Patreon.com for special extras and crispy num-nums that you can get for just a few dollars a month. That's Patreon.com slash GeekCastLive. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or follow us on SoundCloud. Be sure to comment, like, review, leave cynical comments, or call Nick mean names. He likes when you do that. Like books? Hate to read? Have ears? Like to listen? Well, we have a solution. Audible.com, where there's over like a million or something books that you can listen to with your ears. Go to audible.com slash geekcastlive for a nice kick in the pants. We'll do it live! It's a trap! Welcome to episode 440 of the And the other half is physical. You're lollygagging on the field. <laughs> I'm your host, GCR, and with me, as always, the base. Uh, nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. <laughs> and Cartoon Joe. Nick, I don't know why you don't, like... Introduce yourself as that every time. Actually, or that like, was probably like, that, that was probably my favorite. Geared towards kids. <laughs> Yogi Bear might be my new jam. Uh, well, I was late to show it up for for those of you in listener land who want to know why we're a little happy, slap happy, and, and I was I actually want to hear your side of the story, guys. Um, we were about ready to record, and uh, I had to bail, and uh, I came back. And I, I started to tell why I was gone, and everybody like laughed and high five Nick over the internet. Well, so now you hold must, on. You must you have got, called it. it. Hold on. It's not just that you had to bail. It's the manner. It's the the, it's nature, the manner in which the you origin bail. of which the bailing or started. Well, okay, so because what I did the, say was, hey, hold on, I got to go. My wife's calling me. Yeah, from from upstairs. That's right, the right. key caveat to this whole <laughs> part. Yes. <laughs> it's one thing if it's like like somebody walks into from the a room kitchen. Or, hey, honey, from the kitchen, totally totally different animal. Which, but to be fair, is also is also his upstairs. But just like well, leaving yeah. it as the upstairs gives right. it any like anywhere else in the like building. If, if you're a upstairs. story, no, no, but I meant if you're sitting like on your couch and your wife calls you from the kitchen or from the bedroom, it's. It's a totally different thing than from the upstairs or the downstairs. It's well, the other dynamic. thing, too, is and what, what I didn't tell you is there's also in the way she calls you. She's just like, hey, honey. That's one thing. If she says, damn it, Ryan. Uh, that's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I, I, have a, I have a daughter, and she's uh, the love of my life. And she's a precocious, fun five-year-old. Um, God, is Josie five already? She's five. She's going on um, uh, 35, which is neat. <sighs> Christ fuck. I'm not sure. <laughs> so anyway, um That'll save you a lot of cash. There's yeah, <laughs> right? Tempest, fuck it, am I right? There's there's two types of people in this world when they when they sit down to take a shit. Okay. okay. There's there's those who um they don't revel in the activity. They're there to shit and when they're done shitting they leave. Right? Business shitters. Business okay. shitters. 
then there's then there's guys that like like um hey I've got this new book on World War II what's a good time to read that while I'm taking a shit yeah and then I, next, I'm a you shit know reader. it's been like it's been 37 minutes but you got some good reading time in you know what I'm saying right yeah. I, I finished chapter four I. I've got some great research I would, notes. I would definitely right. like empathize with that one the most. Me too. I'd get up faster, but my legs are asleep. <laughs> right. I'd get up faster, <laughs> but I just, I'd fall. <laughs> my daughter is and an the, outlier. She's a mysterious third type of pooper. In the that, ones that face the wrong way? <laughs> no. no, she there's, there's no, there's no side saddle or like cool 80s bully. Um, there's no side saddle. That doesn't... <laughs> Um, it's not, yeah, she's, she's not like she's got to make space for her dress. Um, <sighs> she sings and dances. <laughs> oh, there bless, it is. bless her. That's fantastic. What? No, I almost oh, ruined hey, my Rob, microphone Rob, with bourbon. Tor- Thanks Rob, for that. Rob, Tormund, son of Tormund, is at the plate. Just so you know. My boy. Sorry. Uh, he's a, he's a, a Turner, son of Tormund. Yeah, isn't he fucking phenomenal? Like, the only person I think I've ever been vaguely interested in in baseball is he's, Turner Southern Tormund. He's just like Tim McGraw, though, where um, don't let him look at you without wearing a hat. Because oh, the mystique goes away? Yeah, you, you see Tim McGraw in a hat, and you're like, there you go, banging Faith Hill. Look at that guy. Cherokee and, Cowboy, whatever his song is, rock and roll. Half Cherokee and Choctaw? <laughs> yeah, my baby, she's a Chippewa. Anyway, love her all the time. He takes his hat off, and you're like, "There's a, there's a deadbeat dad right there." I'll tell you, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got the Brian McCann syndrome. Uh huh. He really does. That's unfortunate. Uh, Turner, son of Tormund, you take his you take his ball cap or his helmet off, and you're like, "Oh my god, what happened? Where is your? He looks like um, he looks like wolf, the put the wolf cap back on. He looks son. like the." He looks like the older Skarsgård in the failed Green Lantern movie when his head starts to grow and he turns into like. Like <laughs> Galactus or whatever, like the world eater. <laughs> he looks like he would look like the uh, the Commissioner Jim from the uh, uh, Pete Holmes show, Batman. <laughs> he kind of does. He he, he kind but of worse. does. You guys, because of the guys beard. That, you guys get that Green Lantern reference? Not at all. Uh, I got to get you a picture now because it's it's exactly. I what it looks I know like. why. I didn't realize that, that one of the Scars guards was in that. Truth be told, like yeah, I'm not. I think it's uh, the oldest one. Uh, they're, like, they're like the uh, the Slavic bald ones. They are. So they are. That's, I didn't like. I didn't realize until like. And that's what, an like, early show Chris, title. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't realize that they were like all like I, I knew that it's like uh, two of them were being uh, whoever played uh, uh, in True Blood <laughs> and uh, that's Skellen, which is my no, favorite. I think Skellen. Is the dad? Skellen's the one. Skellen is the yeah. Skellen is no. the dad. No, yeah, oh, no, yeah. the Alexander, one from True Blood. Alexander yeah, is Alexander the is the one from True Blood. Correct. And then there's who's Peter the, is in. Peter. Peter is is in Green Lantern. Ah, uh-huh. Peter Skarsgård. Here we go. Uh, the picture I'm sending the, you the, is the on Clint a text. Howard of the Slavic. The picture Skarsgård. I'm sending you via text right now is what Tormund, son of yeah, that's what he looks like when he take his hat off. He looks like that. It's, it's terrible. Son of Tormund. Jesus, Lord. <laughs> he, t- he takes his head off, and you're like, "What the hell happened to you? Did you were you infected by an alien being, and you're hiding it under your ball cap?" <laughs> oh. 
I'm impressed you could find a GIF that quickly if it proved your point. I'm I'm impressed that both of you did like immediately. <laughs> so faint. Like you, <laughs> it is. It's like a. It is. It's like the head of a penis. Yes. Yes. So bulgy. It's like a moose. There's even like like a ridge. <laughs> it's like a moose. It's so bulgy. It's like a moose. <laughs> oh, like a moose. God damn it! That was funny, man. <laughs> so anyway. My daughter. Back to the side shitters. My daughter likes to uh, sing and dance when she's taking a poopy. Okay. And uh, she's a lot of like, there's a lot of like leg sashaying and it's a lot of upper body because she's pooping. Um, and what that led to was uh, a uh, uh, hands way out in front. And then when she swung her arm back, it knocked the entire roll of toilet paper off its hook against the the back of the toilet seat and right into the water. Oh no. <laughs> mm. The mm-hmm. entire mm-hmm. the entire yep. fucking roll. Yep. <laughs> like it's almost it's almost eerie. How does that tell it? Okay, so yes, yeah, so no tell me what I was missing when I was gone. You guys were what laying bets as to why I left? Yeah, well, you well, know, the, yeah. the 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 inner optimist was saying, "Huh. All right. Well, I I want Maybe they've had a, a couple of drinks. The kids went to bed. Maybe, you know, got five minutes before show goes. Knock one off. Optimism. Right. As as one could or would. Um, and then we st- I, I was lamenting that, you know, the wife call from upstairs is usually not that good. And that probably 40 to 42 percent of my shout downs involve some sort of toilet need. <laughs> Or, or some, it, it, or it was impressive broken. in the fact that like how like prophetic it was like like it really uh, was yeah like no normally it's like the toilet sh- like the shitter's broken and he's like mm. out in the fucking streets like dumping it into the sewers but um wow nobody I thought that was gonna land way better I'm, I'm well sorry. you did like a national lampoons thing. I, I did, and I was like I I was hoping that would play well with like, well the, the hook up the, the septic I got gotcha. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shitter's uh, full. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a better sight gag, unfortunately. But, yeah, uh, been there, been there, way too many times. The old. But well done, psychic Nick. Yes. Well, it's, so, that's the that's the married parent. Somebody you'll understand. This is when awesome. You have so multiple I'm, bathrooms in the house and multiple people. I'm in my basement, and uh, I just caught a mouse. <laughs> like live, like, like your hands. Actually, like you caught it, or you like or like one? no on like candid a, camera. Like, <laughs> yep, it was. <laughs> yep, I'm actually. I look. I look. I said, you, you see the light switch over there? Yep, that's a camera. You you see that? You see that doorknob? That's that's a camera. That's what I did. <laughs> no. And then being a mouse, it actually just died of fright. I had a Tupperware. As I'm oh, listening, perfect. You guys, I uh. I just kind of frisbeed it. Trapped the mouse. Tremendous. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, it's really wow. cool. So I should probably take care of that. No, after uh, the show. It'll keep. After the show. It'll, it'll keep. keep. It'll keep. Like it's it'll honey. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, they, no, we, we used to find it in the, the, the pharaohs kept honey. <laughs> I mean, what's it? What's it gonna do? Lift uh, so, up the edge of the Tupperware and crawl out? 
How did you resolve uh, the uh, soaking Duke paper um, situation? I just I just pulled it out of the. I just took it out of the toilet and put it in the trash. Oh, that was a way less. One way to do it, yeah. Exhilarating <laughs> form of straightforward like, resolution that I was hoping for. Well, I, he we, built uh, like a like a Rube Goldberg machine. Right, that's with, that's uh, not like banking money. Like uh, he used, he made sure to use a, a pulley, uh, a screw, at least a slope. three levers. Right, said, a lever. Honey, honey, don't just grab it. I've got a trebuchet, <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's how I'll get it. I'll need Nothing a counter. Quite I'll like need a counter. ye old shit trebuchet. I'll need a counter. <laughs> trebuchet, if you will. Oh, damn it. Damn it, Joseph. That was so much better. I was kind of so, hoping that Macklin had like upper decked you and just thought it was really funny, but unfortunately, <laughs> Natalie found it first and took the yeah. humor away. And Macklin's not much of an upper decker, really. He's a. Uh, uh, Give it time. Yeah. Well, when my. Where, where my. Just, where my daughter He seems like a business shitter. He's, Where my he's, daughter yeah, does no, it. Yes, he is. He is. He's, he's too uh, sweet a boy. Josie, I could see like top decking every shitter in the house. Listen, and the Wall Street Journal's not gonna read itself, Joe. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh <man. laughs> thank God this is a banter cast because we're off to a stunning start. Yeah, that, that covered a lot of ground. So. I can't stop seeing T- Turner, son of Torment, and not want him to take his hat off now. I, I just <laughs> desperately want to see him without his hat. I sent, I sent you guys a, a, the best picture I could find of his Peyton Manning-esque forehead. I see it. He's got like a, like a real Mennonite thing going. Do they have? <laughs> yeah, he's a, like, a Ludifist, whatever they're called, where they don't use electricity. A Luddite. Uh, yes, I was going to say no, Amish, but Luddite works. Like, he is the love child of Tormund and uh, Samuel Tarley with that forehead. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh! It doesn't say Tormund and I, I never, any I German Baptist. But, off, but yes, that is exactly who that is. A wicked case of Ginger Tarley face. Tormund, son of Tarley. Wow. I'll tell you, Ginger Tarley, ginger you're on. Face. Between Slavic Barlow. Yep, Slavic Barlow. Slavic Barlow. Slavic Barlow. Damn it. Spe- uh, Brewing Slavic Farstgard. So, so how artst thou all? I'm good, man. I'm I think good. Kind of got there already. I I'm, dr- there. I'm, I'm drinking a fant- uh, really nice gin and tonic uh, that I'm really happy with. Nice. I've, I, I, I almost went with one of those, but then I didn't. What you? What did you settle on? Um, it's uh, Jameson uh, with a side of Jameson. My boy, nice. that is exactly what I'm having tonight. Cheers. Actually, it was I, I, and to you, I was actually look, thinking more. I was feeling more bourbony, but all my bourbons have. have uh, there's like a leak in all those bottles, apparently. Well, well until my loving and wonderful girlfriend came over this evening, I was going to enjoy some uh, jug wine, but she came over before the podcast and was, was that like, some kind hey, of sir, sex was joke? It, was it I need to make no, some about boobs. I, I wish that man that would be so much better. Ooh. But no, I was talking about like ye old jug. Are of you talking wine. about like, like like a fermented like, breast milk thing? Is yeah, that, like, you know, a, like, kind of a, like a jug of like red wine that's just called sweet red and not yeah. like actually a like like named. You're you're talking about grape juice that has had brewer's yeast added to it and then yeah. sat in the left sun. in a closet for a month mm-hmm. and then for, filtered. 
and then barely the fucking, like through a like, coffee jug and sold to poor college kids. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, and and alcoholic like, great aunts tonight. You need Jameson, and then presented me with a bottle, and I didn't have a ring on hand, but I should probably get a ring because that is. God damn, that is fantastic. She understands me like on a spiritual level. Yeah, that's good timing right there. I'm saying. I'm going uh, I'm gonna I'm Joe, gonna I'm gonna attempt to take a mouse out of a Tupperware. Hold on a second. <laughs> Keep talking. Joe, are don't, you enjoying don't. any um, libations this evening? Uh, I am. I was just gonna warn Ryan not to give it a cookie because it'll want a glass of milk. Mm. Oh, I get that reference. That's a tremendous um, reference. Thank you. I am. I'm enjoying a uh, a Litchfield Distillery Batchers double barreled bourbon whiskey that's been aged eight years. Ooh. And if you give it a glass of milk, it's going to want a napkin to wipe that's, its face with. That's true. And then, and then soon something else. Kill you ever drop a glue trap on top of a mouse? <laughs> no, it sounds pretty horrific. It's actually. not. Well, it's not. No, <laughs> no. It doesn't thrash or. Nope. It's not. I like guess it can't. It's kind of stuck. It's not like a lobster screaming. Fair. Seems like there could have been better ways to handle that whole situation, but it's not my house. Mouse glue trap. (laughs) So, uh, World Series is on. So I had heard. Just saying. I'm not even the least bit interested other than, as the aforementioned Tormund son of uh, Samuel Tarley. I'm watching it, who I'm pretty sure is Tank Abbott batting for the Houston Astros right now. I always wondered, since what Ryan introduced me to him like three years ago, what he was up to in life. Professional baseball. Apparently, apparently he's uh, found a calling as a power hitter. Well, you know what? You gotta, you know, whenever life calls, you just gotta answer that, I guess. Give it lemons, play in the I MLB. guess. I, don't... I think that's the terminal. That, that's the acronym for yield professional baseballs right oh he almost just got robbed by uh, your boy turner son of torment on a hot oh, rounder but he did not nope beat the damn it torment son of torment well we want houston to win is ryan here or is ryan Do still we? killing a mouse he might be killing a mouse or like befriending it and making it his new animal companion slash familiar which also isn't entirely out of the question multi-classing in like mid-levels is weird <laughs> True. I assume that he's still multiclassing. So, um, Ramsey Bolton masturbating while it has its death throes. What? You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, so, on that note, but not necessarily, uh, I started this uh, show on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know if you guys had had a chance to enjoy it yet. I uh, that was a hell of a segue, Rob. I appreciate. Thank you. It. I tried. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it yet since I've mentioned it not but a couple of hours ago. But uh, Mindhunter, have any of you like heard of this or like like I've, seen any previews or anything? Like scroll past it on Netflix? I tried I've looked it at tonight, it, but I was just I was I was I was doubled over drunk and I don't uh, I've, Man, I've been told I didn't like it. Give it give I, it some give it some sobriety. Uh, I would truly, truly recommend it. It is very, very good. If you like anything that's like serial killer, docudrama, like thriller television show, it's fucking perfect. Uh, I I really – it follows two FBI agents in like 1977 uh, on the like the 
the cusp of, I guess, what I will call like the, the serial killer revolution, whenever that stuff was like becoming more and more uh, um, pertinent in the United States history and world history, there wasn't a whole lot of like serial killing up until that point. Uh, and like the early 19th century or well, they, they, mean, hadn't, they're, they're, they hadn't they're, attributed. They, they hadn't gone through and like actually like broke it down and actually studied it and began to understand what's like sequence killers as they call them like what oh you're thinking like the 70s 80s and 90s Cor- correct yeah gotcha um, gotcha though it'd been going on for you know, like like it had years been, before that uh, just not identified. like there was there had, was like, no national media to capture the headlines and exactly nobody like yeah. people were just like, there, right. was actually, there was actually one guy back in the like the um uh 50s early 60s who went across the country killing people with an axe didn't know if you guys knew that or not. I didn't even know uh, the body spray was around back then. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Wow. I didn't even know people killed each other back then. They didn't. Except for <laughs> nope. war. First, first one was 1947. I assumed like no, everything in the black and white days was all Charlie Chaplin was and it? like Groucho Marx. Albert well, people were immortal until ni- 1941. So. Right. And then, yeah, like, then, we, then we had to have like one of those purge things. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not very There's dark. This- very quickly, I'm darkest the show's ever gotten. Jameson and Jameson, really quick. Well, are we are we, we are we talking about uh, like a, a, a like a Netflix uh, ads like to your to your queue? Uh, yeah, no, I would absolutely recommend adding it to your like to your like watch in the uh, your watch. Can list you or still whatever, can you still queue your Netflix? Do they still mm-hmm. even do the send you a disc in the mail? You can actually really. Uh, I don't. I think like, you have to pay more. I think you have that, to add that service because I think that they actually like that's one of the reasons that they go through and do like the whole like rotation in and off on the uh, the, the streaming service is to uh, like albeit it's going by the wayside encourage people to go and like queue up and order in movies and the DVDs and shit from Netflix huh. even though that's a thing of 10 years ago. Well, if you guys are on Netflix looking for something to watch. Mm-hmm. There's a show starring Chris, Kristen Bell and Ted Danson called The Good Place. Interesting. Oh, I've heard really good things about it. Laughed my ass off. And that's not like I've, I've heard it's really strange tremendous. place, right? It's no, it's not dark. It's not, not no, really it's about place. the opposite. It's uh, Nick. It's a great. Uh, well, I mean, you got there's three of us married and one who should be. Um, <laughs> It is a great, mm-hmm. like, uh, making some cocktails, wanting a good light laugh yeah. uh, show. Uh, you know, the, okay. like, the kid, kids I, are in bed, like your wife wants to watch the show. Oh, God, it's a great uh, That's the only show. time I'm allowed to watch television, so that's a great there's recommendation. A, there's a character on that show whose name is Cheaty, and he is a, he is a, like, a Senegalese uh, ethics professor, and... Uh, he gets in moral dilemmas with himself, and it's one of the funniest fuck. Ted Danson is my – he's my new – I mean, he's my jam. He's fucking great on that show. I like me some Danson. Oh, God. And all of his white-haired fucking uh, – Slender. Used to, used to be a bartender. Now he's just a cool dude. So yeah, the, the good place. I, I, I it's very highly recommended. Okay, that see, uh, that I could actually possibly catch an episode of. Unlike, I, and I think I, I tried to watch Mindhunters, Rob, and I, I honestly, I think I would have liked it. I was just, 
I was in the bag. I, I would say try and give it a go whenever you're not piss hammer drunk. And I, I think that I think that you would genuinely enjoy it. It's it's got a great cast, got a great soundtrack. Uh, I was like, uh, I also like really enjoy like the 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 following of like serial killer type uh, um, thriller stories and like the the making of a murderer in terms of like documentaries and shit like that. Um, I, I think this does a great job at going through and being like a. Um, a docudrama while holding true to like the actual forensic process and like not, not even necessarily like they're going out and hunting serial killers all the time. It's more about them going through and interviewing serial killers and getting an understanding of what is a serial killer whenever there was a time that we didn't really understand what it was. And I don't know why that triggered Siri, but anyway, um, you said serial probably, uh, but anyway, like, uh, it, it does a great job at, like, uh, going from a perspective that there wasn't this, like, broad understanding of what is a serial killer and diving in and talking to these people like Ed Kemper or talking a lot about Charles Manson or uh, – um, I'm trying to think of some other individuals they had brought up at this point in time. But a lot of the ones that were primarily active during, like, the uh, – um, the sixties and the, the, the flower power revolution going into the seventies and things along those lines. Um, it, it's really, really good. It, it doesn't give you that like a uh, CSI feel of like, look, we're going to find the serial killer every episode. Cause we have like all of this science behind us and shit. It's them going into the unknown and asking all of these questions to try and understand like, who are these people? What make them tick? Why they're doing what they're doing? And how can we try and, like, build this profile in science to be able to try and anticipate these people before they go out and kill in sequence? Hmm. It's really good. Really cool. Fantastic acting. Great soundtrack. I would genuinely recommend it. Do they do it's they show? It. Do they show? I mean, do they actually hunt actual murderers, or is it? Oh yeah, and, and like is it actual are, murderers uh, from history? Is what I mean. Yes, or are they, absolutely. Or do they make them up Abs- for the show? No, no. Uh, well, they're they're. I think they are actually all from from like actual history. Um, I could be mistaken on that. I haven't done nearly enough research, but I know a lot of the prominent figures that they go through and like uh, talk to um, are like, uh, portrayals of real serial killers. One of which that I've seen uh, repeatedly uh, repeatedly show up is Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer uh, from, I believe, Santa Cruz, California, um, who is primarily active, I think, like during the like late 60s, early 70s before he got sentenced to prison again. I think he was sentenced to prison again in like 1972. Um, but they like sit down and like just like start talking to him, not even necessarily like trying to like interrogate him or anything along those lines, but just like open up this dialogue of like what led you to this? How did you feel about this? Why did you do this? Um, what did you get out of you know the act of murder? A act out of like all of these things that would be considered like deviant behavior um, by you know more or less the majority of everybody. But um, and it, it's fascinating. Like it, it's really cool. It's captivating in the way that they like portray it in this like realistic sense. And they're actually trying to garner an understanding of what is a serial killer, what makes a serial killer, and then like what like what it means to be a serial killer or a sequence killer, as they call it at the, the early stages. Hmm. Really I, cool. Fantastic. 
I'll have to give it another go. Perfect. Uh, while we're while we're throwing out uh, Netflix rev- rev- uh, revelations, yes. revelations, recommendations. Oh, um, Pat Oswalt's new uh, stand-up Annihilation is the saddest, funniest, most bittersweet stand-up I've ever watched. Yeah, that's what that's what Andy was saying uh, this week on Movie Podcast Weekly. It's it's just a. Uh, it's it's a lot about his wife, isn't it? And his life going yeah, forward uh, since his wife passed. About half of it. Yeah. yeah. The, the How second do you do comedy that all... way? It's he does it. I think that's where a lot I don't of know his how shit to say. comes from anyway, is just his yeah. fucking I mean he does a whole bit about his killing complex. himself at a fucking like a grocery store listening to Toto's Africa looking at Link cuisine. <laughs> that's true, he does. I mean I think Jesus. a lot of his I think a lot of his shit I think he's a I think he's a very I mean I can't de- depressed he is, God. Uh, and, and most of I, the, but he does he does such a beautiful thing of of reclaiming and redeeming his depression into something beautiful and hilarious, which is like it's I don't know uh, I I've noticed that become I, a more like uh, um, a, a trend that's moved towards the forefront. I, I guess trend might even be the wrong word for it, but I like. Having gone through and actually taken a more critical eye towards like stand-up comedy, a lot of the comedians that I've followed uh, or do follow recently um, tend Dane towards Cook the more still like. Does comedy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Dane, is the Dane worst Cook, approximation the of driving kara- a car I've ever seen. Dan Cook, the karate of comics. <laughs> but I am <laughs> all over the road with this. Uh, don't while we're on the brief subject of like ye old Dane Cook. Uh, he's also an American Gods. Don't know if you guys knew that or not. He uh, is. I he is. did not like, know that. Actually blew my mind. Like saw him the first time and was like, ah, you only like catch a glimpse of it. And I was like, ah, are they really going with him? And then like they actually like. God, there's Tormund. Jesus. <laughs> Hatless in the dugout. Sorry. Ah. I need to hijack your segment. Hey, and speaking of American Gods, did you know that the Leprechaun is porn stash from Orange is the New Black? I did, and that's inc- I did not, like, but it, incredible. Now that you say it, it. my mind whenever I put that together. Yeah, like well so, done, porn stash. Great hey, to see you've is, gotten. Is Puig batting? Yeah, I've, I've had he, about enough of still, him. Does he still lick his bat? I've had about enough of it. <laughs> that's two errors on the Dodgers this inning. Two, or I on mean, the on Dodgers the or the Astros. Two what on are the they, Astros. What are they erroring? Uh, well, routine catcher- grounder to second. They he put it in the dirt at the first baseman's feet. Now he's had a wild pitch. If I have to watch oh, this, so, Yahoo. So that's not like a, like again. an actual terminology. It's just like blunders and fuck ups on part no, of the. No, it's uh, uh, if you have a blunder or a fuck up. Oh, it the is actually it is called an error. Ah, that makes it sound so much more like like I don't legit? know. Yeah, like, like, they, legit. Yeah, like legit. Like call them. They should call them fuck ups. Like, right, uh, exactly. Uh, or that wouldn't fit in the box score, though. Give them the, it'd, like, be, it'd, the be an F, it'd be an F and then an up arrow, Nick. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, that actually would be great. I like that a lot, card. actually. But this fucking right after be... BB's and. Uh, oh, there he is again with his hat off. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not. Hard. It's not a good. It's not a good thing. He just needs to keep the wolf cap on, I think. Like, even if he wore one of those, like, reverse bear traps from Saw, it would be better. <laughs> Than <laughs> nothing, but this fucking. But y- Yasiel Puig does this thing now, where like after every pitch, 
he fucking looks at his bat and then he licks it from like where the pine tar stops to the fucking barrel. It's really upsetting to me. I don't know it's, why he started do, he started doing that the game five but now, against the now he's grounded into a double play, so it's okay. Does it just make the pitcher uncomfortable, maybe? I don't know what it does. It's probably a fear tactic. That's what I would go with. Licking my bat in front of like just making eye contact with the pitcher slowly, like he doesn't. He doesn't he looks stern. he looks right at the bat. Okay, he like, I, he, like oh, oh. he like turns away and he so it's, it's more he, intimate. I yeah. think he's <laughs> doing I think he's doing like a like a Jobu thing, like with like a Pedro Serrano like hats like, for bats. Like fuck you, Jobu. I do it myself. Like one of those, but instead he's just licking the fucking bat. <laughs> like he's trying to make the bat submit to his will. Kind of, yeah. Gotcha. I can I can understand Weird. that from a very viable perspective. Weird. Uh, I don't know. It'd make more sense if I were a dog. I think. This Dodger Are they still tar good. bats? Is that a thing? Oh, and and well, I almost said something awful. Nope, I'm just gonna watch baseball. <laughs> and if All you're right. and, and if you're if you're future Hall of Famer Yadier Molina, you also put pine tar on your uh, chest protector. So interesting. That. Yeah. Who's at the bat? I learned Jot- so much about sports Jot- ball from you guys. Yeah, this is this is yeah. Baseball is poetry. Is it more of a haiku or something drawn out? Thinking about, uh, I don't know. I said that and then I thought about drinking poison. I think I was saying, I think it's like, like a limerick. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see there was a tweet the other day? Uh, I wish I I tried. There to were so many. <laughs> There's just like millions of millions of them shut on a daily basis. The, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. So we've covered some strange bases here, tying that back into a well, baseball it's a, reference. It, it's it's a uh, I mean, it's a banter. Good old fashioned banter cast. <laughs> you can tell it's old fashioned because we talked there's about poop and baseball. Because <laughs> there's a cherry in it. Oh man! Well, you can tell it's an old fashioned because Gary Schwartz made it. Also true, extremely true. Here it is. I actually found the one tweet. Are you going to do a dramatic rule all other tweets? It's one tweet to bind them, you know? It's true. In the darkness, of course. In the darkness. One tweet to find them all in the darkness. Nope, I didn't find it. Mm -hmm. Oh, jeez. What a fucking, what an anticlimactic thing. That was awful. (laughs) That was. Holy shit. (laughs) It's in Brie. It was, it was basically, it was, uh, there once was a man from Nantucket, which is a, a really famous start of a limerick. Right. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's basically like there once was a man from Nantucket who didn't understand limericks and it turned into a haiku. It was, it was, <laughs> it, it was in the, it was in a, it was legitimately a haiku, <laughs> which is what, like seven ten seventeen or some shit like that. What's a, what is a, what is a haiku? Uh, five, seven, five, seven, five. five. Five seven five, not that the two liberal arts ish majors would know. Yeah, you guys jumped on that like fucking stank. It's great. Thank you. Well, we're millennials. We'd have to turn in our card if we didn't know poetry. <laughs> Did you guys get card? Would you, is that all? Yeah, ran no, through, actually, is that all ran through the BMV? Yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. is. I get awesome. I get my yep. millennial card every time that I renew my driver's license. They expire actually. Whenever yep. you're, is, is it yeah. just good for one year? Like you're. 
license, like your vehicle plates? Uh, no, I think it's I think it's like every, uh, every couple of years. Until you until no, you get a solid sense. job, it's yearly. Gotcha. So and you have to pay for it, and when you don't you, have a choice. You, once, you you, start, once you get the job, they, you just have. It's to a lot like college loans. I thought you, know? you started paying the mortgage, then you have to actually. Yes. It also depends on how big the gauges in your earlobes are. Mm-hmm. So. Is that, I don't know. Is that is that that might be too harsh? Is that is that pure millennial, or is that just it's that, no, that it's not cross. No, that's, that's, that's a crossover. That sounds like pure a Michigan like I, I guess uh, grunge '90s, being old enough to participate therein. It's, it's still one of my all-time favorite YouTube videos. The dude who sneaks up on the guy and puts the padlock through it. Oh, oh man, that is like <laughs> the most brilliant and dick move ever. Like that's like it's, incredible. It's, it's right awful. up there with walking up that's to a Google so Glass guy and being like, "Okay, Google, horse dicks, safe search off now." <laughs> <laughs> the guy with Google glasses. Mm-hmm. I hope there's like one person that's listening to the show on Google Glass. I don't know if Google Glasses has a earbud thing in it, but like I hope that that triggers the Google Glasses to go off as they're watching this show, listening, whatever. I'm gonna <laughs> drink some more Jameson. That would be awesome. I watch it. I watch the I'm show. Co- I am completely confused. That's okay. Weren't all the Google Glasses recalled? Yes. Aren't they trying to do like another rendition of that? No, you're, yeah. thinking, of, you're thinking of the Snapchat glasses you can get at Red Boxes now. Oh wait! Firstly, you can get those at Redboxes. <laughs> yeah, back no, up a second. No, there you can only get them at special Snapchat. They look like Redboxes. Okay. But okay. They, oh, okay. It's where you buy your Snapchat like a Snapchat kiosk. What? But you instead can, of being I mean, outside okay, of let's, every let's McDonald's, like you can get really them at like uh, that is not the weirdest thing that you can get at some sort of pseudo vending machine. Like not even kind of. No, in Japan you can get used mm, women's used underwear. underwear. I mean, and pizza. I, I would still argue that that's not even the weirdest thing that you can get in a fucking. <laughs> no, some people still buy Charles. Oh, some... hold on, Trump that then, Rob. Well, some people still you know buy what? Charleston shoes. So. <laughs> I, I, I guess I, I walked into that. I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah, what... Charleston fucking shoes. Charleston shoes. Yeah. Charleston shoes. We just playing a game to see who can say it the weirdest. What's going on? Yeah, that- uh, official sponsor of the U.S. government. <laughs> I'm I'm Howard Taft. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of um, memberships to things, did you guys see? I applied for the International Thriller Writers Association. I did. Thriller whites? Is that what you said? Thriller writers. Oh. Yeah. Are you uh, thrilling? I think so. I think so. It's not. It's not just for people who are published authors. It's for anyone who wants to pay ten dollars. It's for to anyone join. who wants to pay ninety-five dollars to join. Oh, oh, suck me! And I don't know. I see. I. I don't know. I haven't. If um, you paid ninety-five dollars uh, to join, I haven't. Paid, uh, I haven't. Online, you can get live right crabs in, in a vending machine. <laughs> I like pubic or. Yeah, a bag. Yep, Merkin. a bag of pubic yep, yep, a bag of a bag of pubic crabs. Yep, they also have syphilis in a can. It's a weird country. Merkin lice. Hashtag early episode. <laughs> uh, that was last year, right? I guess or, yeah. Or or pants pockets. That's actually Is probably the weirdest thing. Don't I don't have pockets. 
like the yes, that's exactly like my interpretation of this. Like, like there oh, has I to be. My, I put my pocketless pants on again. Better hit that vending machine in the lobby up. Uh, apparently, card, apparently, six, is, get a pair uh, of pockets. Velcro them on. From what I'm understanding from the internet, apparently this is primarily a uh, Italian vending machine. I could be vastly wrong. Uh, yeah, if anybody, you want some that, Italian pockets. Yeah, if anybody is from Italy and listens to our show, please feel free to correct me. But the they're like regular pockets, pockets but they hold all of their fingers tips together. The only Italian pocket I what want. What is, is happening right now? What is happening? <laughs> you asked me to find something weirder than used panties in a vending machine. I'm just reciting what the internet has told me. You could buy I'm pockets pronouncing in Italy. major European Union co- countries, and then Joe is doing a finger dance. I'm just thoroughly confused. The old Italians. <laughs> I'm just all all memes are Italian if they have all their hands in the Italian. What are you doing? They're what also, are you doing to me? They're also called Maymays then at that point. <laughs> oh, and gotcha. GIFs. Uh, no, so so listen, GIF. Nick, I haven't paid anything yet because I haven't been told that my application has been accepted and that, yes, I'm in the Writers Association. Pretty good chance it will be. Do you think so, though? What if they, like... All they want is your 95 clams. Well, except... Uh, here's the deal, though. Let me Let me... How rigorous is this application process? It's not. Ah. But the international, there's like an international horror writers association, a romance authors association. There's all these different genres of of associations. There wasn't a thriller writers association until about 10 years ago. Okay. They formed and then they said, what can make us different than all the other yearly dues no all the other ones pay dues Ah. the international thriller writers association has no dues if If you're a published writer if you're a published thriller writer from one of like 300 uh publishing houses that the itw like says like yes that's an official publishing house that will like that, that we will say is a good publishing house Mm-hmm. Then you're in due for free, no dues. Now, if you want to be an associate member like me, who's not a published thriller offer, I would have to pay $95, but I have just as much access to the association as like um, uh, John Sanford or Joe Sanford, um, uh, Michael Connolly, R.L. Stein, uh, uh, Lee Child, David Baldacci. All of those guys are equal footing to me. I just pay $95 to be there. Interesting. And I believe being a member gets me access to the International Thriller Writers Convention, ThrillerCon, in New York City that happens every year, where all these nice. fucking guys attend. So I'm thinking, is it worth $95 to be able to go to ThrillerCon and maybe meet Michael Connolly? Yeah, probably. Yes. Do you have to pay uh, for ThrillerCon? Most, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I don't I have no idea about thriller. Comedy. Are you, Ryan, are you watching your boy Puig have a meltdown here? Are you watching this? Uh, no, I see that he missed, uh, watch, just terrible. watch, keep watching. This is tremendous. Oh, uh, well, I'm tell it to us in great detail for right, those well, who are when, not watching. When, when uh, ball, ball hit into the right field corner at Chavez ravine, he that, dives that for Joe it. would have gotten. He would, Joe it, would have caught this. It, it hits off his, the tip of his glove. Oh my God! Look at him. It bounces off the ground, creates a ground rule double. You better so explain the, that. The batter gets second base. Mm-hmm. 
but he has to stop at second base. The ball landed in fair fair territory and then bounced out. Are they pulling him? Or are they bringing him? No, pitcher? that's the pitcher. Oh, okay. Well, he misses that'd be, the play. Freaking choice. He slams his glove on the ground, starts hanging his head, starts throwing a fucking fit. What a clown. It's a Fight him. I don't want he's to fight He's, he's a big boy. He's a he's a mob. Oh, and biggin. And he and crazy. He was a uh, he was smuggled out of Cuba. Yeah, like in a trunk of a car, and Which that car weird. was put on a boat. Right. He like that took boat a, was put in a summer. The car was chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> right. And it wriggled and jiggled and jiggled inside her. It was a weird thing. <laughs> well, it was a, it was a, it was a deal. <laughs> I guess she'll die. It <laughs> uh, was an old lady who swallowed a Cuban. So I basically, don't know why she swallowed. And Nick, Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't didn't the Dodgers like pay? Some guys to get yeah, they paid. They paid like a transport ransom, right? And then when they got to, he got to the America. He was granted like asylum or whatever. Um, he signed a contract with the Dodgers, and then the people who smuggled him out said, "Like, hey, we know we got our ten grand to smuggle you out from the Dodgers, but now we want three point five million dollars, or we're going to kill your family." Yeah, it was it was a bad deal. Jesus. It was it was rough. So he's he's probably not the biggest pushover in MLB. No, God no, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Just like if I was to fight any Chicago Cub, like if I could pick, like who I get to fight, uh huh. I'm sure as shit not picking John Lackey. No, you're fighting Kyle Hendricks. I'm fighting Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. John Lackey would spit in my asshole <laughs> with those it's fucking it's vintage. Right with there. those fucking murder teeth of his. Yeah, he's yeah. John Lackey. Yeah, he, who, he's ham. He's like a ham-fisted New England. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. John Lackey, who signs a deal to come to the Chicago Cubs two years ago, and in his press conference, he says, "They say, why did you choose? Why did you choose to come to Chicago?" And John Lackey says, "Well, I didn't come for a fucking haircut." <laughs> That's a great <laughs> line. Like, didn't John Lackey like? Fight off like wasn't he like like crippling cancer like as a rookie and then that just was, took uh, it off and pitched. That was wasn't that him when he was with the Red Sox. That was oh Lester. yeah yeah you're right. Fucking same John guy. Lackey. They should be well. They were both on the fucking. They both were in Boston when they won, and then they both were in Chicago when they won. So you don't want to fight like you know Baez or any of those guys. They've always got a knife on them. Well, that's. Well, it's because they're both they're either a member of the Jets or the Sharks. Yeah, and it's hard to tell from a distance. You have to look at the soles of their feet. Um, but anyhow <laughs> where, where were we? We were we weren't anywhere. That's we were that's about right. This this ep- this episode's the audio version of one of those um uh like when a private detective's hot on the trail and he's got like a push pin in a guy's fucking picture and then there's a red string that goes to like a map. And then when he slowly loses his mind, there's just more red strings that connect the story than anything else. That's what this episode is. It's pretty good uh, it's Charlie Day. visual picture you've painted. It is. It's Charlie oh, Day. This, it is the this, Charlie Day of podcast. It really is. Like he was uh, just... He, I, he, was I, downstairs, I he was downstairs killing mice. Charlie Day? And, 
And of course, of course, I was huffing paint. Why else would I be in the basement? <laughs> Have you never, you've never watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I don't believe in that show. Whoa. whoa no, I know. Well, it doesn't Bob, believe in you either. Rob I'm, cu- Rob, I'm cutting you over the pass. Nick doesn't and shouldn't watch that show. Why? Because it's... Nick Nick can go to a very dark place. Hello. And he doesn't he doesn't need that kind of dark in his life. I don't okay. think. Okay. I'm a I'm a he's bringer a, he's and the purveyor of sunshine. Of us you are you are a bringer and purveyor of that is true, Nick. There is no rainbow without a little storm and a little bit of Nick. Mm-hmm. That's how I get back. <laughs> it's definitely not with charitable donations. No, fuck no. No, that fucking money's mine. Uh-uh. I'll give my my hugs. <laughs> I'll give my hugs. Oh, we're fucking clowns. Uh, I think the uh, Astros are going to lose this ball game. I think the Astros. No, oh, wait a second. I say that just as they get a hit and score a run. Go, Tormund, son yeah. of Tormund. Okay, I take that back. They might lose this game. Well, if you can get if you can score a run off of Kenley Jansen, you're not doing too bad a deal. I've said that for years. I think What's he'd be a, a better pitcher. What exactly if his hat is a Kenley Jansen, head. other than the name of my next Dungeons and Dragons character? Kenley Jansen. Yeah. What a great name for he's a, a guy. Dragons. He's a guy who has to buy a hat three and a half sizes too big for his head. Mm. <laughs> and he's got a he's got a wind up that like stops and starts and. I wish my TV wasn't um, uh, seven and a half seconds behind yours, Nick. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they have to know. reroute stuff to get it to buy a faster Indiana. television. Buy, I should, I should does, buy a faster television. does have to come from space. Did you get, did you get the one with twin turbos? or? It's one of those, I will uh, I will hold my commentary for three breaths before I say anything from the rest. There was a no 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 it's it's fine because uh one I, it's like an early detection two. system. Who <laughs> trace? There's a uh, we were helping we were helping the OG move out of his uh, house into his new house, and there's a TV in his basement that is like um. It was the TV to buy in 1992. It's ah. got the tube in it. It's got a, it's a, it's a big, it's a, it's when big screens were literally big. Like, wow, that's like a, like, is that a car? Oh no, that's your television. And, uh, I said to him, I said, Hey, is this, this TV's just staying right? And he was like, no, 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 we're going to load that up. I'm like, Oh, oh what do you <laughs> like? Do you just, do you have and like do a bunch what of- with? I was like, do you have a bunch of VCRs you need to plug into it, or what? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing with this TV? And he's like, I'm going to put it out in the man cave. And I was like, and do and do what? Make you can't another- even buy parts for it. Anymore. I was like, what are you and like, are you making it into an aquarium? <laughs> Which because is a that, great idea. Because that would are be you building an place. Egyptian tomb around it? <laughs> right. Like, is it going in a large <laughs> time capsule? <laughs> like what? Unless you're doing some sort of something non-TV related with this TV, I don't know why we're work- – because it's like – he's like, yeah, 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 we're going to have to carry that up the stairs. And it's exactly the same size as the stairwell and the doorway. So 
it's almost impossible to get it out of here. And I'm like, perfect. Then it, it stays. And he's like, no, 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 no. We got to take it with. I'm like, uh, no, you just, you just go all Andy Let's Warhol on that thing. Dismantle and, it and, and sell call, the and leave it as art. Right. Like for the renters, like, Hey, yeah, there's a piece like of art. Yellow downstairs. paint handprints all over it and then put a right. flower on top. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we took the top off and filled it with cement. I don't know. That's what it is. It's <laughs> modern art. You can't judge it for that. Yep. How great and vindictive would that be to a new, like, to like an incoming house owner? Like, oh, by the way, we left you a television downstairs. It uh, weighs 538 By pounds. the way, we filled it with cement. <laughs> yeah, by the way, we took the top off, filled it with sacri. Uh, so Anthony it, Jeselnik thought it'd be funny if we filled it with cement and the blood of 17 children. <laughs> I thought you were going to say chickens, and I was ready to laugh. And then I, I know. And you, I, I was actually going to say what? pigs, but oh, I no, was thinking. I, I then I blanched. Anyway. I watched Jesselnik's uh, stand-up today, and I didn't think that he'd chicken out with chickens. So, did you hear? Did you see his tweet that says, uh, uh, "Rest in peace, Paul Walker." <laughs> no. Remember, the brightest candles burn out in cars. Like, Jesus Christ, Anthony Jesselnik. You know what? I didn't laugh at all during his whole special, but I'm drunk enough at this point. It's, he's got some dark shit. There's another he really does. that said, like, uh, John Benet Ramsey would be 27 today if she wasn't so damn pretty. Ooh, Jesus. Like, holy shit. And then he always, he, always, he always hashtags his own tweets, hashtag Jesselnik. <laughs> who, who is this person? He's a stand-up comic who is just—he's—he's he's an awful—he's an awful he's a, human, is what it is. Horrible. Is he funny? Absolutely horrible. Yes, it, mm. but he's funny if you're willing to go there. Like if you want to—if yeah. you want to laugh at a John Bonet Ramsey joke, yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's a Although, tough one to giggle about. He's got uh, uh, the the award. He actually he references a couple of his tweets in his stand-up on Netflix, and uh, one of them is. Uh, uh, right after the Aurora, Colorado shooting, the the Batman theater, he said, other than the shooting, how was the movie? Oh, my. <laughs> g- no, 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 no. Yeah. No. no. He's, he's, and uh, uh, no, after no, after the no. Boston Marathon, he actually almost lost his job as a as a TV show maker for the Boston Marathon tweet. It was uh, some lines should never be crossed, especially the finish line. See that's was, just no, you just can't he's, do that. He's he's aw- he's 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 awful. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. On uh, one of the other tweet he had was, um, uh, on Seven Eleven you can get free Slurpees at a Seven Eleven, and on Nine Eleven you can get free high fives. Holy oh. shit! Yeah, he's a horrible. He's a horrible. He's player. awful. He's really, really bad. He, but oh he my. has no. He, he has. He, George Carlin that's, said in that's a, actually in an brilliant and awful at the same time. George Carlin yeah. said in an interview one time, and it's something that I always I reference it quite a bit. Comedy to George Carlin was um, when him and the audience find out where the line is. Like, if I tell a joke and everybody laughs, I'm not anywhere near the line. If I tell a joke and everyone groans, I've found the line that that the audience has accepted. Like, like, okay, that's too far. He said, and then what I like to do is I like to grab their hand and cross the line with them. 
that's <laughs> that's George Carlin's. That's how George Carlin. That's what was comedy to him. And Jesselnik doesn't try to find the line. He just, just he doesn't like give a swan dives. Yeah, he doesn't it. give a fuck. He's a Brazilian cliff diver, and he can do a seven twenty twist on the way down. Doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yep. His uh, his his the the stand up I watched today was thoughts and prayers, and it was the most uncomfortable stand up routine I've ever seen. Yeah, he does a whole bit about um, when there's a tragedy and people say like my thoughts and prayers are with, you know, are with Las Vegas. I actually, I honestly, I laughed harder at that bit than the rest of his show. Wait, is this the is this the same guy that did the? Uh, this is the same guy that did the joke about. Uh, uh, there was one stand up that I watched a while ago of his where he was talking about there was a uh, a hot day in California and people, you know. It's a shame yes, whenever yeah. people leave their babies in cars on hot days. So what he did was uh, he saw a he, baby in a car on a hot day and threw a rock through the window. And, and the uh, window was open? The window was down. So <laughs> Ruined that baby's whole day. <laughs> yeah. A, he no, opens his no, set with wait, that. No. He what opens no, his set with that. No way. And then he says – that's later on. He says uh, almost immediately after that, he follows up with another joke that's just horrifically sexist, and uh, he says that's the joke that I use to check and see whether or not it's going to be a good show. The other, the the dead baby joke is just me clearing my throat. <laughs> he's awful. He is. He's, he's horrific. And he's a- and he's Nick. If you've never seen him, he's completely deadpan. I've he never has heard no, of him. There's no inflection in his voice. He tells jokes. Mm-hmm. He tells jokes like this, like and like he just talks like. How this. do you spell his name? J e s e l n i k. I think. Yeah. And he's got like a bad flat top. Mm-hmm. And he's just a he's like a lanky white dude who tells just the atrocious worst, like, atrocious like, jokes. He, he looks like a straight Milo Yiannopoulos. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, yet somehow I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> you, you, uh, yeah, he's a oh uh, man, he's God, a whore. Jesus. He, that just got that just got way off the rails. He, yeah, no, fantastic. <laughs> I think that was Joseph, me. Sorry, yeah. I watched I watched a couple stand ups today, and both of them were dark. But one of them was like redemptive because it was Patton Oswalt talking about his wife. God, that's. Jesus. Jeselnik is just brutal. Like I, I enjoy his con, like his content, but that's because I have like a, a very dark, warped, and twisted sense of humor. It's truly no, true. No, so do I. I mean, like stuff. I'm with you. I mean, I mean everything from the aristocrats to I mean, like I, I mean, I can, I don't mind. What? <laughs> Who's listening to Jeselnik right now? Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> okay. I just, I just, I, I YouTubed it, and it says Anthony Jeselnik tests the audience with Eric Clapton joke, and I can only yes, assume, that's can, the one. Oh, is that is that is that his? Joke? Sorry, it's not sexist. Does he talk about his dead kid? He does. He talks. Oh, well, Jeselnik talks about his own dead kid, and he says his kid, his two year old, died the same way Eric Clapton's did for inspiration. What? Oh, God, does he really? Yes. He does. And then he explains the joke, which uh, almost makes it funny. It's actually, it's funnier for me to tell it to you than it was for me to watch it. I didn't laugh hardly once, no, other he, than like the uncomfortable bark of laughter that gets forced <laughs> out of you from what listening to a, like a laugh track that is the audience. He makes me incredibly uncomfortable. 
It's whole, yeah. Like I think unless it's like unless he's at a sure. roast, like a Comedy Central roast. Yeah. Like his stand up is it, it makes me then there's not much that makes me really uncomfortable. Mm-mm. He makes that doesn't me, no. provide me that doesn't provide me as I, uh, entertainment. You know? I didn't know I, that I there was not, a I didn't know that I had a line for my sense of humor until he, today. He Just is a line. Yeah. Yeah. He, like like you said, he like like Brazilian swan dives off of a cliff. It's it's brutal and phenomenal. And if you want to listen to something that will make you like terribly, terribly uncomfortable, watch it. Otherwise, I would avoid it like the plague. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. But so I should have watched a Louis C.K. special instead. It's also to, dark, not nearly, your, not to, nearly to as dark. Lift your spirits. Right. 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 Yeah, this went to so. a very dark and strange place. <laughs> did. We should just quietly look at each other in stunned horror and end the show. And then and then and then just <laughs> and then just back on like just Irish goodbye the podcast. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Like that cracked episode where they talk about Forrest Gump. Man, yes. sad day for comedy. With Ralphie May gone, Chelsea Pretty is gonna run completely unchecked. Who? All right. I don't know. I have no idea. What? What's anything the, else? The, the news about Tom Petty is heartbreakers. Oh. That that's funny. That that's not. That's so actually bad. pretty good. Yeah his his response to the Las Vegas shooting. I didn't was, see that. I, was I, look on the bright side. It could have been much worse. Like the next one will be. Mm. God damn. He's a horrible person. I got nothing. I tell you what, though. So, like, I will say at the very end of of the the Thoughts and Prayers stand-up, he talks about, like, his commitment to his craft and, like, why he does what he does. And damn it if I don't respect his his point of view uh, on that. So like like his willingness to to die for what he thinks is funny is like like good for him. Like I I I don't know. There are days when I want to put stuff into a sermon, but I don't because I'm afraid of like and granted I have pastoral concerns that he doesn't have as a comedian um that I have to have as a pastor, but like there are things that I would love to say that I'm not sure I want to say and I wouldn't even get death threats for saying them in the pulpit. You know what I mean? Does he get death threats a lot? Yeah, he, I would he not made be a joke. Even sort of surprised if that was. He the case. made a he made a joke about uh, a guy in New, New Zealand who got eaten by a great white shark, where he celebrated his death on behalf of sharks. What? <laughs> and yeah. and the entire country of New Zealand sent him death threats, and then they found and and he his response to that when his security people came to him were like, "Hey, you're getting a lot of death threats." He was like, "Sweet." If I get killed for my comedy, I'm a comedy god. My name, my face gets put on the comedy Mount Rushmore four times if I get killed for my jokes. <laughs> He's, he says on Twitter, why tear down statues? Just change all the plaques to read, get a load of this dumb dead asshole and his bullshit horse. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That's what I'm saying. Oh, Ugh. that's that's pretty running. good.
That's pretty good. He also, though, says... Nope, I can't read that one on this show. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Lines have been found. Rest in peace, Jerry Lewis. Your telethons gave so much to the kids who least deserves it. <laughs> what? Oh. Good God. I don't... I get whatever. Yeah, I suppose it wouldn't be that hard to just spend your life being inflammatory if you just didn't give a fuck. Right. I mean, you just it's gotta. Not, it's not that profound. There's a certain zen in not giving a fuck. I have to assume. Hey Nick. Yeah. Spe- speaking of zen and not giving a fuck, I was gonna say Nick before this gets it. before this gets <laughs> any darker. What are you geeking on this week? Well, watch I, him, I watch him, watch him say like uh, horse porn, and then we'll talk for 15 <laughs> minutes about horse porn. And as I say before, it gets any darker. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I'm putting a plug in that then for next week. Right. <laughs> Shelve the horse porn. Uh, the only thing I really uh, had time to geek on this week was uh, rewatching Stranger Things in preparation. My boy, uh, which was oh, actually yeah. really enjoyable. Um, Lindsay and I uh, kind of. Did a quick binge. That's part of the beauty of that show is that you don't. Or at least I didn't really remember how gloriously short it yeah. is. You know, was it eight which episodes? Is, it's eight episodes. It's which is just. And know, they it, could like, have done more, but it's it's so perfectly digestible because you don't. By the time you're at the ending, you haven't forgotten. You know how the plot built up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's one of those shows that we've kind of enjoyed as a household and getting excited for season two, which I think the trailer looks just super cool. Um, it's getting, I, I was actually a little worried to know quite too. where they, what's that? It's getting some pretty rave reviews as well. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I, I got to hear, but I, I was now, kind of worried about where they would go with the storyline, honestly. And so dragon slayer is clearly the, the best option to go with naturally. Right. Um, so that's going to be fun, and the fact that we'll be able to consume season two in a fairly short period of time. So we did a, a nice little rewatch and uh, got amped up for that. So and my guy Paul Reiser is in this season, and uh, and Samwise. Yeah. Oh. So nice. Banner, banner casting, and that's a home run to tie the World Series right there. That's oh. a home run to tie Game Two of the World Series. Which oh, was that, to stay away. Who was it? Altuve? No. Uh, Tormund, son of Tormund? No. Oh, uh, damn other, other ethnic man. <laughs> Gonzalez. Yes. Off of, off of my man, Kenley Jansen. Yep. You know, let's go. Let's go seven. Let's go seven games again. I mean, fuck it. Yeah. I, all me, all World Series. They all World Series should go seven games. To be honest. I'd, I mean, realistically, absolutely. It's the best two teams in baseball, for Christ's sake. Yeah, and I think for week. and I think for two years in a row we've gotten the two best teams in baseball. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the year before that it was what Mets and Royals. I mean, were the Mets the best team in baseball three years ago? Yeah, that pitching staff. I guess so. Well, Matt Harvey's got it. He ended the season this year with a six point seven ERA. Matt Harvey did after two years ago being in the series and being a stud. Yeah, that- that thing fell apart. Boy. So anyway, that uh, yeah, Stranger Things and and enjoying it. So uh, 
How about uh, roll the dice in my mind, Joseph? What have you been geeking yeah. on? I uh, I haven't been geeking on much this week. I'm uh, I'm preaching three times in seven days, so uh, it's been the majority of my focus. And then uh, uh, there was a, a death in the family this week on on my mom's side that uh, kind of came out of nowhere and derailed me. So today, oh. I uh, if I geeked on anything today, it was uh, sad stand-up specials, which is why I was able to talk <laughs> about uh, Patton Oswalt and Anthony Jeselnik in almost the same breath. So uh-huh. Therapy, however you can find it. Yep, exactly, so... And uh, if you want to, if you want to check out a really good stand-up special, uh, I really did enjoy Patton Oswalt's Annihilation. Uh, I I rarely laugh and cry that hard at the same time. That's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yep. It is. It is being highly touted mm-hmm. by, uh, like I said, Andy has been uh, two weeks now. Been talking about it on MPW. So yeah, it's it's very good. He uh, at, at one point. And, and and to tie it into into our show and there, our, our sort of there goes nothing. No, oh sorry. I say to to tie it into kind of our our pop culture zeitgeist. Um, there is a point in the stand up where he talks about uh, superheroes and how they really let him down. And uh, I honestly, at that moment while watching it, almost texted him or not texted him. Like I have his phone number. <laughs> I almost tweeted him and said, "Man, you're you're like you're like my regular hero." You know, it, it made me think about like what if there was a comic book about people who who suffered traumatic experiences like being orphaned or having their wife die. And uh, they just, they reacted normally about it. I don't know. I feel like it would look a lot like Patton Oswalt's life. Like instead of being, instead of becoming um, a Batman. Right. Exactly. You just become like a, like he's just Bruce Wayne. He's just sad. Cause he, right. and, he, had, he had various parents. Right. And instead of becoming Gotham's most annoying beat poet, uh, which is what would really happen. Uh, maybe he'd, Set up some foundations in their name and do some really good work. Yeah, like he gives a scholarship to the like, Gotham High. Right. I get it. So, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I would, I would read that comic book. I think as long as it did good work. But anyway, it was, it was really good, and I, I was very pleased with it, and uh, it really moved me, especially in, in my own time of grief this week. So, uh, check that out for sure. Uh, Rye, how about you? What are you geeking on this week? It's been raining uh, since since Sunday, mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, or since Saturday. Sorry, so I haven't been able to farm, which means I'm getting home at like um, normal people time. Uh, so I'm not I'm not seeing my kids in the morning before school, and then coming home and kissing them on the forehead because they're asleep, um, which has been very cool. But we, uh, uh, my son and I, uh, he's really into Jeopardy, and he's really into a show called Forged in Fire. Um, nice, which right. is uh, which is about two uh, great shows about like blacksmithing. Yeah, uh, he really likes Forge and Fire. Yeah, but uh, we were watching Jeopardy tonight, and uh, um, we've been actually watching Jeopardy a lot. That's really what I'm geeking on is watching some cool TV shows with my with my eight year old. Um, but Jeopardy tonight, they asked the question, and uh, this is not the exact wording of the question, but um, it is what the question asked uh, in the. Uh, the fairy tale, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Mm-hmm. What What are the last four words of the famous fee fi fo fum line? Nice. So, what's the answer? What is uh, I how, smell how, the blood of an Englishman? How, well, I smell the blood of an Englishman is not the last Ooh, four words. You are right. Damn. 
So the question did state, what are the last four words? So I, I answered it because I the way we play is you have to answer in the form of a question or it doesn't count. So you'd have to say, you know, who is Nelson Mandela? Right. Well, I said, what is blood of an Englishman? Right. Which is the correct answer. The uh -huh. guy on the show buzzed in and said, what is the blood of an Englishman? And Alex said, correct. And they moved on as if he didn't just say five words. Huh. And normally on the show, if somebody has a wrong answer and they move past it, when they come back from the commercial break, they'll say, like, uh, we have to do a correction for uh, Dan. Uh, you said the blood of an Englishman, and that is five words, and so you, you don't have $2,200 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, they didn't do that. Yeah. Well, that, that extra article sometimes is included as part of the question or part of the answer and sometimes as part of the actual answer. So well, maybe they just decided to... The problem is, is that in the actual answer, it is fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. Those are the last right. five words. If you specifically right. ask for the last four words, to me, Jeopardy's trying to trick you. Jeopardy's trying to get you to say the blood of an Englishman so they can say, ooh, sorry. And right. then somebody else brings in and just says, blood of an Englishman, and they're correct. Um, I was pissed, to be completely honest with you. I, you I, know, I saw your tweets about it. Yeah, I was pissed. I was trying to figure out, like, why you were tweeting about it. Now I understand. I also had a problem with it. And one of the questions was, it's, it's, that's what was, Jeopardy's been falling on its ass lately, or today. One of the questions was, or contestants are, not Jeopardy itself. Um, uh... Another word for a marijuana cigarette, this famous pop star's last name, or this famous pop star who sang this song's last name, well, it's James Blunt. Well, mm. a guy rings in and says, says, uh, who is joint? Who is James Joint? Like, <laughs> yep, mm -hmm. yep, mm -hmm. famous pop star James Joint. That's <laughs> funny. You that makes sense. Slouch. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I've been geeking on. Watch Irish the show. famed Watch the Irish show. poet James Joints. <laughs> uh, how, how about you, Robert? Uh, so aside from my recent delve into Mindhunter, um, I recently got my uh, um, box for Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game. Um, and I could not be more stoked to delve into it. Uh, everything that I've been reading about it, watching about it, like it's a, it's a card game, one that I see, like from a mechanic standpoint, a gameplay standpoint, it seems like I could really get into. But the more that I'm delving into the story and the, the fan base and the, the people that play this game, it's, it's something that I've like never truly seen before in a game. Which like blows my mind because I have like I've gone to Gen Con for years and years now. Uh, I've I've played my handful like of like had my hands in like every sort of game that I thought was basically imaginable at this point, uh, especially in terms of like trading card games and collectible collectible card games. Um, it's it's inc like impressive like things that actually happen like in tournaments and like. 
uh, player involvement actually affect the story and how the story gets affected, like determines cards that are coming out and where the story progresses. Like it's it's interactive in a way that I didn't realize was possible in a card game on this scale. It truly blew me away. So uh, if you guys have any interest or listeners, if you have any interest at all uh, for looking for a new trading card game or want to get into a a new sort of role-playing game or world at all, uh, look into Fantasy Flights, Legend of the Five Rings. Look up Matt Colville's um, video on YouTube about Legend of the Five Rings and why it was so pertinent in the mid to late 90s. It's it's mind-blowingly good, and I can't wait to delve into this. I'm very excited that this is something that's getting uh, a, a resurrection of sorts, and it's it's amazing. It's a, it's a game that's like in a samurai setting, like a pseudo, like a mismatch of like all sorts of like uh, Asian cultures, but it um, it's amazing. Like they're, they're like player involvement's great. The story is phenomenal. There, the the like there are politics and intrigue and love and affairs and death and honor and glory, and just all sorts of things that really really play into this card game, and it's incredible. Uh, is the only word that I could think to to describe it. It's truly awesome. So, mm-hmm. so uh, this this new fantasy flight version, are they resetting the clock or are they just continuing uh, the? I believe that they are continuing and i'm a novice in understanding this mythos still at this point but it's, it is a massive that, mythos right it, it, it is very very in-depth um i i believe that they are continuing from a point far down the line or they're resetting the clock uh oh so this is an opportunity to basically re-participate Exactly. That's yeah. No, like it, it seems like a lot of the characters that are cropping up in this rendition aren't ones that I had seen and like perusing through the wiki or going through and like delving into this. So it seems like it's picking up from a point further down the line, um, and it's it's giving it that opportunity to to wipe its slate clean, but at the same time holding true to everything that was initially promised and given during the original rendition of uh, Legend of the Five Rings. So it's very cool. It it makes me even more excited for Gen Con next year because they're going to be having a big, like, massive tournament for it. Um, Okay, so hold on. Rewind a second. mm Because I remember... So they... um, They're restarting the kind of interactive, you build the story as you play in tournaments thing? Absolutely they are. Okay, and well, find out, find find out where I uh, send me a link where I could buy my 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 starter deck. Cause I because I I, I, so, I want to be in on that. So so right now there aren't uh, like individual starter decks. There's like a collector's box that gives you like a taste of like every clan and what they like each one's about. Uh, I'm getting ready to like hammer away and buy three of them just so I can get like three sets of every card that I want and then just proceed to buy like build the deck out from there. That being said, if you go to your local card stop, uh, sh- uh, shop, um, I'm sure that they have either the core set, which is the box in which everything is included, or you can find other players that have already picked this up. Um, just get involved with the community. It's a very, very interactive community, much like a lot of other card games that I've played. Okay. Um, in the sense that like, I'm sure if you find somebody that's already got cards, they're looking for something, you're looking for something, trade get involved like actually go out there and talk with people who are interested in the game 
um, and j just play it. The more that you play it, like it's one of those games that like uh, the, the more you play it, the, the better you'll have an understanding one of the game of the cards and then the, the kind of deck and design that you wanted to do. So right. uh, otherwise, Amazon, you can buy uh, you can buy it on there. Um, uh, cool Games Inc. I think has it for relatively cheap. Um, and then uh, um, there's a YouTube channel that I've been following recently who's done a lot of uh, in-depth studies. Uh, studies is the wrong word. A lot of in-depth videos on the uh, the card game that has recently been released, including how-to videos in terms of like playing it, uh, deck building, advanced deck building, and then going through and like talking about each of the individual clans. Uh, their name is uh, Team Covenant. They have a website where uh, you can get one, the original box set from, and they also have a subscription package where you can just subscribe and uh, every time that a new Dynasty pack, which is what they call their booster packs, every time one of those gets ready to come out, they'll go ahead and ding you like $13 for the booster pack. And then whenever release day comes, like, comes around, you will get in mail your Dynasty pack. So you'll have it the day that they're officially released and you'll be able to just start going through finding out what's everything in there, continue building your deck, and uh, it's phenomenal. So Team Covenant, Matt Colville's History of Legend of the Five Rings, and uh, uh, just go out there, find it, look into it. Like it, It's truly something that I haven't seen before, and it, it has me very, very hyped and excited. I cannot wait to delve into this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I, I, I've been wanting to get that since you shared that video with us. So Yeah, so that's that's what I've been geeking on this week. Well, cool. I'm intrigued. So yeah, I I can't believe it's just been a week since you told us about it. I know, and like, and like, it seems like it's already like it, it got launched this year at uh, Gen Con, the uh, Fantasy Flight uh, remake of it, um, and it seems like it's already getting a massive following, as it would. It's already, you know, it, it was released like over a decade ago, but. Um, it, it, I cannot wait for this. This is going to be a fantastic game, um, and I, I can't wait to be a part of the community here. So it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. All right. So we're yeah, just, we're just Irish good buying this, right? Yeah. No. Just dump. Nico here. <laughs> be sure to follow us on Facebook, Chap Snatter, and listen to our twats. Especially from Rob Bass, as he will keep you up to date on all the latest and greatest going on with the show. Also, follow us on YouTube, iTunes, and RedTube. The five stars. We love you. Hello, this is Sherlock Holmes. If you can't get enough Cartoon Joe, check out him. Check him out on this this freaking show podcast on uh, Saturday mornings at eleven a.m. Get on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash geekcastlive for special content, perks, and that warm, fuzzy feeling that you're doing something awesome and helping out our podcast. We wouldn't be anywhere without you guys, and we look forward to bringing you geeky content for a long time to come.